Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 30 and the first episode of the new season. We've made it through to our second season. This is our first full season of recording. I'm joined by the dream team as usual. Madeline, Dad, how are you both doing? Good, thank you. Great. Looking forward to the season. Yes, we certainly are. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be previewing the new season as it is already starting despite seemingly not long ago that it finished but we're starting again and we've got our first game on Friday which is nice for us so could be top we could be bottom by by Saturday who knows but yeah we're going to talk a bit of transfers a bit of Brentford and just our overall feelings ahead of the new season So, first question, an important question, is the team that finished eighth last year, has it been improved in the transfer window so far? Let's start with you, Dad. Um, Has it been improved? Well, you bought a good centre-back, a backup for the left-back, which will be a bonus, and another young man in midfield. But on the downside... You've no longer got Odegaard. You've no longer got Danny Ceballos for all his faults. So I think we're actually weaker. Weaker? Madeline, agree with that? Uh, no. Um, I wouldn't say we're stronger, but I, I wouldn't say we're weaker. Obviously, I think Odegaard will be a miss. Um, but I think defensively, we're stronger. As Dad said, back up left back, which was probably the main thing we were all screaming out for last season. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think the new signings we've brought in have looked really good. And yeah, I don't think the loss of Danny Ceballos is um, that tragic, I'll be honest. Um, I, I, I do think Odegaard will be a miss, but I, I wouldn't say we're stronger or weaker for for a lot of it. Fair enough. Um, right, let's talk about the transfers then. Let's talk about the couple of I- I- incomings that we've had. Madeline, I'll come back to you on this. Um, happy with the three players that we have bought so far this this window? Yeah, um, I can't say they're three players that I know really well. Um, obviously, two maybe slightly more unknowns in Nuno Tavares and, and Lukonga. Um, but from what I've seen so far, they both, Nuno looks like a really solid left uh, backup left back for, for Tierney. And I'm liking the look of Lukonga. I think he's he's got good legs. He's, he's always looking forward. Um, and, and, and yeah, could, could be a, a nice little, I don't want to say squad player because it feels harsh, but another option in that, in that central midfield option, position. And, Again, I hadn't watched a lot of Ben White um, and Brighton weren't exactly a team that I sprinted to the TV to watch last season. Um, but from what I've seen of him, I, which was 60 minutes in a, in a North London derby, he, he looked really good, really composed, good on the ball, um, aggressive, um, pushing high up. So I'm happy with those three, but I wouldn't be happy if that's how we ended the window. 
Yeah, uh, we seem to have gone for this new transfer policy that we obviously discussed at um, the back end of last season of sort of younger players that sit on more, a bit more risk-free signings in terms of the fact that their value is really only going to go up rather than down. And there has been certainly two examples of that. Uh, ben White obviously had to pay a fair amount for him, but as would be expected for the sort of player he is and obviously coming from Brighton. But you say there, Madeline, need more signings. So what areas do you think you're looking at without giving me specific names? What what other areas are we are you looking for? Um, I think the main one, the most glaring one, is we need a right back. That is worrying for me. I'd like a backup attacking mid um, to allow a bit of variety in a front three. We saw how effective it could be last year with Odegaard in the 10 and Smith Rowe out on the wing. Um, so it would be nice to have that option and to take a load off Smith Rowe as well because, you know, as as good as he was last year, I, I don't think you can expect him to play 38 league games, stay injury-free. Um, so I, I'd like a backup attacking mid. And then, to be fair, from there, I, I would probably still like another centre mid, but I those two would be my, my, my priority. Right, let's talk about outgoings now. And I remember we had an episode after the season finished where we did a list of all the players in the squad, decided whether we'd keep, sell them or whatever. And a lot of them we said we'd sell. A lot of them, well, more of them we said sell for the right price. Um, As it stands currently, we've got rid of a few players on loan and not actually sold a single player yet. Dad, how how concerning is that? And how much of a problem is it that we can't offload these players? Well, that that's the problem stopping you bringing anybody in. I, you know, I go to Klasenac. We've now got another left back in. We can't even give him away. Because he wants his contract paid up. So Fenerbahce supposedly, supposedly want him. Is that because Ozil's in Turkey by any chance? Probably has some link there, yeah. But, you know, they don't want to pay his wages. So they want us to pay some of his wages. You know, my view is just get shot. If it's a free but his contract's paid up, that's five million. And I know you that's not helping a lot but it helps some towards it if i look at you know we go back bellerin we can't seem to give him away either we've got terrera can't give him away we've got who else have we got that supposedly wants to go or go in you got the the proverbial question around ainsley looks like we're keeping jacker now which i i think Probably isn't a bad thing. You're not going to win the league with him, but we're so far off that. It's just heartbreaking. Um, You've got, you've bought Ben White. Like I say, you can't get rid of Bellerin. So you've got Callum, you've got Rob, 
You've got Ben White all looking for one place in the team. Um, if you've got Cedric and Bellerin, we haven't got a backup goalkeeper at the moment. Bit of a problem. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite concerned about the fact that, as we've known all along, we've got too many players on too much money. You can't give them away. And you then you've still got people like Willie I Am, who plainly doesn't want to be at the club. But again, you can't give him away. Nobody's going to pay his wages. So do you give him on a free and pay a little bit of his wages just to get him off the wage bill? You've still got Lacazette. You've still got Aubameyang. Eddie, who's injured. So try selling him. Supposedly Brighton wanted him. Then Chelsea, he got injured against Chelsea. They wanted him because Welbeck's out for a while. They're not going to buy him, are they? When he's injured. So he'll be in his last year of his contract, not signed a contract, and you won't be able to get rid of him until January. So the 20 million he's worth, you'll get about five. Quite depressed about it all. But it's, and I don't blame Arteta, I don't blame Edu, I blame their four runners so badly managed. Is it not a concern to you, though, sorry, to steal Matthew's interviewing job, but is it not a concern, is Edu not a concern to you? Because we have sold one man for a decent price, and that was Martinez. That is it. I wouldn't argue that we sold Martinez for a good price. Well, nor would I, but... I'd argue we had two good goalkeepers, sold the best one, didn't get a good enough price Uh... for him. If I if think... you, if I compare it to a team like someone like Liverpool, the way that Chelsea get money for their youngsters, we're you know we'll get a million for someone that Liverpool and Chelsea will get ten for. We'll get yeah. ten for someone that they're ending up getting twenty five million for. Liverpool sold Rian Brewster for twenty five million. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm. I'm saying. I don't know who does, who who's done all the contract negotiations. You got that guy who's come in now, Richard Garlic or whatever his name is, from West Brom, and maybe it will improve now. I, you know, I, I look, honestly look at William. That's partly an Edo thing, isn't it? Because he came in with Edo. Clearly, I've no idea what we were doing. And I thought he, I thought he'd be a decent player, but not at the money he's on. And not just told Madeline he's now had more birthdays at the club than goals. Nice. Yeah, it's his birthday today or something, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. So yeah, it, I mean that's a fair point, Madeline. But I do think a lot of it is pre-Edu. But what you could have done. Was you could have done with something with Eddie and said, 
And the only one we're probably going to sell for any money is Willock. In answer he... to your question, Madeline, sorry, is that I'm not necessarily concerned that we can't get rid of anyone. That is a problem, but I think the almost bigger problem is the fact that I'm seeing Bellerin getting big minutes in pre-season games. Uh, Kalasanac, I mean, we've signed two left, we've got two left backs, and yet I'm still seeing Kalasanac playing for half an hour. El Nene, not clearly not in any plans, but playing instead of being looked to move on. Same with Willian. So I think that's that's the big concern for me. Is that I think it confuses other clubs because they someone might look at better and think, oh yeah, we might want him, but we're not willing to pay too much. And then they see him playing preseason, they think, oh, he's obviously a part of. Arteta's plans they're not going to sell him for cheap or whatever so well I, I mean contributes that the thing I would say you know I, I don't agree with giving Kolasinac minutes but El Nenny has to be part of the plan somewhere because we ain't got the squad depth for him yeah. not to be part of the plan um especially if you're selling Willock Bellerin still has to be part of the plan because we don't have another right back so technically we've got four or four people that can play in the position yeah and the one that's best in it doesn't want to play there and i think i think the better end thing you almost have to do because he's you know you haven't got another right back to play so you may as well see if you can squeeze anything out of him which is proving to be difficult but Yeah, and I think I'm sort of with you, Madeline. I think the problem is I look at the midfield. We haven't got squad depth. You know, you're, you're right. You're asking a lot. Saka and Smith Rowe to have the same impact as they had last year and to play however many games at that level. Um, the only thing is they might have a bit of time to be coached this year in between games. I just, I, I think Mark, a genuine concern is you can't even get rid of some of them on a free. But. And we haven't got a backup goalkeeper, which strikes me as utter madness. And I agree that having sold Martinez, and I didn't think actually 20 million was a bad price last year. Maybe we've made a mistake. Maybe we haven't, you know, Martinez was very good last year and, and he's probably part of the reason Villa were, were so good. But when the bloke had a year left on his contract and it was, if you don't make me first choice, I'm leaving, what were you going to do? He was gonna, either going to sit there and run his contract down and you'd have had a question of who, who did you want, Leno or Martinez? What we gonna do? Yeah, that's a fair point. I'm right, sure. I'm sure lots of people on, delight in the fact that he was up there with the best goalkeepers in the league last year, and they say, "Oh, you know, Arsenal this, Arsenal that." But 
I don't think Leno was that bad. He had a couple of off days, but he wasn't. Yeah, he's not the biggest problem, is he? He is far from the biggest problem we've got. Right, let's step away from transfers um, for a minute. Let's talk about Friday's game. We're kicking off the Premier League season against uh, the new boys, Brentford. At um, not Griffin Park, the Brentford Community Stadium, whatever it's called, which yeah. is going to have fans for well, full capacity for the first time as well. Um, so what what sort of players um set up do we think we're going to see on that for that game on Friday? Go on, Madeline. I I wouldn't imagine it will be too dissimilar from what we saw. In pre- the last preseason game against Spurs, um, fingers crossed, Saka will come back in, um, preferably for Aubameyang. Um, I think probably Bellerin will maybe make way for Chambers, um, but other than that, I think I think it will be pretty similar. Um, Mainly because we haven't actually got a lot of options. Um, I know Gabrielle came back to London Colney today to continue recovery. And Gabby Martinelli is back at Colney. Um, but I'm not sure if he'll be involved or not. Um, but I, yeah, I think it will be a quite bland 4-3-3. And we'll probably see quite a lot of what we saw last year because... Nothing's really changed. Thanks for yeah, that bleak analysis. I think I think four three three is probably right, Madeline. I don't see what options you've really got or we've got. Um, I think Chambers might come in for Bellerin. I think you've obviously got Tierney at left back. You're going to have Mari. You're going to have Ben White. You're going to have Leno. You're going to have Xhaka, uh, the new guy whose name I can't say. Lukonga? Yeah. It's not very difficult. Is that how you say it, Lukonga? Yeah, it's phonetic. Okay. Oh, thank you. I thought well, it was Belgium. And then it's just a choice of you're going to have Smith Rowe, Pepe, I don't I think you'd probably, I'd put Lacazette out there and I'd probably put Saka out there, but I suspect we'll keep playing a Bamiang to see if he'll ever score again. Okay, so from that team, obviously there's a couple of first teamers that are out. So Gabriel, realistically, he's going to be partnering Ben White. So that left-footed centre-back to probably be in place of Mari. Uh, Party, obviously injured, he'll probably come in for Lukonga. He'll probably sort of play that sort of ro- rotational role, especially coming off the bench as well, bit of a engine sort of yeah. from 60-minute points. So apart from those two that will come in, and that sort of being our strongest team, what what else do we need before the window closes, which is a couple of days into September? We've already answered this question. 
Okay, we're going to sort of specific players. Oh, you, you want specific players? Um, I so mean, you, at this point, I'll take any... You mentioned a right back, Madeline. Where, where, I will take anyone that can cross the ball or defend. It doesn't even have to be both at this point. Um, I have not seen us linked to anyone. Um, so, in answer to what right back would I like to sign, I haven't got a clue. Um, but as I say, I, I will actually take anyone at this point. Um, I saw a backlink with Trippier, oh. um, which I think goes against not the way we're... Not million and not at 31. And yeah, you're, you're right. It doesn't fit in with our new transfer policy. So um, can't see that happening. I, I don't really... I, I do like Max Aarons, but I don't think... Norwich would sell him and I don't think he'd leave. Um if you want if you want Max Aaron's I'd go in for him at the end of the season when Norwich inevitably go down. Um I like Lamperty, but again, don't think we'll sign him. I think Brighton have had enough of us. Um And he's injured. And he's injured. Um yeah, so I don't actually have a um answer for you as to what Ryback I'd like to sign. I'll take anyone. Um, when it comes to an attacking mid, I'm not actually that picky. Um, Madison, Odegaard, or or Bernardo Silva, all three of them, I'd be very happy with. So, one one of those three would do me nicely. Mm. As you know, I don't. I don't think Madison's worth the silly money they're asking for him. I prefer Odegaard. I think Odegaard would give us something. I'm probably with Madeline. I'd just like a decent right back who can defend and cross. Um, and it's not Kieran Trebiera, whatever money they want. Um, so, I don't know. Hector Bellerin was going to go to Inter Milan. They don't want him. They've got no money. So, we definitely need a right back. Definitely got to find a backup goalkeeper. Definitely need a, another attacking mid. The only good thing might be somebody like Balagan or Aziz might get some time. Charlie Patino, whatever his name is. I don't know how good he is. Very. He's he's the one that a lot of people have said is the brightest talent to come out of Hayland potentially ever. Well... Not to hype him up or anything, obviously. No, no we can expect him to be leaving. <laughs> he won't be signing the contract. Oh, I can get some better off somewhere else. Um, what do you think, Matthew? Um, um, I have to agree. I don't think I've seen us link with any right backs at all. Don't know if there's just not any available. 
but I, I, I say I don't think we're actually linked with Trippier. I just think he is a right back that may be available and is also English. But say for, at 31 years old, not gonna, not gonna happen. Mm. Um, I tend, I'm inclined to agree with you more than Madeline in terms of Madison. I think he's a good player. But certainly not worth what Leicester are asking for him. And I prefer um, Erdegaard or Bernardo Silva. Again, not sure I can see Bernardo Silva coming. Um, Martinez from Inter Milan, obviously, been a name that's been around the last couple of days. But looks like with Lukaku signing for Chelsea, he's definitely staying. And it seems he wants to stay anyway. So. I know, I'm the last not... time I read, he's off to Spurs. No, he's not. That was more depressing news. No, they they put a bid in, but didn't didn't wasn't accepted, and he's happy at Inter. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I ultimately just want players that I think could make us better even if it's just slightly better and that we're actually interested in playing at the club. Because I think another problem is that at the minute I see players that are at the club that aren't interested. I, I say Bellerin clearly wants to go. Um, seems now Xhaka's happy to stay, so I'm fine with. Um, Willian's whether he wants to stay or go, I don't know, but he's absolutely useless anyway. Aubameyang doesn't look like his head's in the right place, doesn't look like he wants to be there. No. So I'm inclined to agree with you in terms of the fact I'd like to see some of the young younger guys get a chance. People like Aziz is definitely one, and obviously Balogun. Even, I don't know if we're going to get send him out on loan or anything, but even giving Reese Nelson a couple of couple of goes. Cause I just don't think we're gonna be in a position where we want to be again, unfortunately. If we're gonna sign anything, sign young players, I mean I've I've read, read things like Isco, a bloke who can't get in the Madrid no. side, they hardly played a game for I don't know, I can't remember if he played last year at all or not. Have you seen us being linked with Draxler as well by any chance? Oh, no, not yet. It's the first summer ever we've been linked. Or Wilfred Zaha, but he's probably got Abby. He's got Patrick Vieira. We'll probably be battling for them with them next year. Well, they've got the young players, haven't they? Yeah. Let's move on to the manager, Arteta. Obviously, didn't go brilliantly for him last year. Pressure is on right from the start. So, A, what does he have to do to sort of get the fans back on side? And B, if he fails to do that, how long does he have left? Gone. I'll start with Madeline. You, you as the more positive member, you start with A. What can he do to get the fans back on his side? Win some bleeding games would help. Um, score goals. I think 
that that's that's a big one. No one wants to turn up to the Emirates and I could have left that sentence there. No one wants to turn up to the Emirates and not see a score, you know? Um because it it's boring. No one wants it. And to be honest, no one wants a one nil against Brighton. I'll take a one nil against Brighton actually, you know, in our form against them. No one wants a one nil against Norwich. I want I think people want attractive football but I mean ultimately it's quite simple just win just win games and you know whatever the away form is which I don't know what it will be win games at home and you start getting the fans on side and and people want to turn up at home and stuff and and I think that's where when when Liverpool were in a situation a bit like this they really you know you you turn up at Anfield and and you and you weren't going to win even if they weren't doing as well away from home, I think your foundations for starting to become successful happen at home when you've got the fans behind you and, and the place is, actually feels like home and it's something that you can really take advantage of because people haven't been there for so long. People now, you know, you want to go and, and you want to have a good time at the football. You don't want to go back and sit on your chair for for ninety minutes as, as you watch a one nil loss, a nil nil draw play out. Um, and what was your second question? I was going to let Dad answer the second. Oh, okay, question. The Second question is: so if it carries on how it was at the end of last season, or even maybe goes even worse, how long has he got? I think he's got till the beginning of October. I don't even think he's got ten games. That might depend on who else is available as well in the managerial world. But I'm I'm saying to you, I don't think he's got very long. And when I look at the start of the season, he's got some hard games. And, and Madeline's right about, you know, people want to go first place, they want to go at home and think you're going to win. Well, if I look at the first few games... I don't see many wins there. And you could be sitting like we were last year, right down at the bottom. And I don't see him surviving very long. And if you can't sort out getting rid of some and getting some new blood in there that actually want to be in there, I I think at the moment, I look at that side, I don't think we're much, we'll be much above 14th. I think we're that bad. I look at other teams strengthening and I think the the top four are long gone. I think we're a mile behind Leicester. I think Villa, they, they've lost Grealish, but I think they've bought, bought in Ings. I think it's a good move for them. They bought someone else, didn't they? Bailey from Barley. Yeah, Leon yeah. Bailey. So I think, yeah, they've lost Greylish, but they've probably strengthened overall. Leeds haven't really bought anybody, but I think Leeds, Leeds will be better. You look at Everton, Rafa the Gaffer, oh, I've always rated him. They won't necessarily play great football, but they'll they'll get bang results out. And if you look at one point last season, they probably should have made Europe. 
So we're behind all of them. So that basically puts us down to about ninth or tenth before we start. The only good news is hopefully there's two or three teams that are worse than us. But I don't think there's that many. I think I think Palace under Vieira will be interesting. Is he any good or not any good as a manager? Don't know. And then who else is in there? That Brighton. Will they miss Ben White? Hopefully. Um, Western. That, that, they're an interesting lot because they've bought a couple of decent players, but I, I'm not sure what they're going to do having to play midweek. That would be quite hard for them. It's... They probably won't have as many games moved around as we do, but that's fine. We're not in Europe and we're still not going to play on a Saturday afternoon, so. We've got that Monday uh, Monday and Friday to look forward to in a week, aren't we? Yeah. That'll be good. Right then, so considering what we've said about needing some new faces in and getting rid of some as well, how confident are we that that is actually going to happen before the... Bear in mind that it's already not ideal because you obviously want to have done 90% of your business before the season starts. And then if you need a sort of an emergency sign-in or an area that you you then identify, you can sort it. So how confident are we considering the amount of business that we've said we still need that we can get it done? Well, oh, go on, Madeline. Well, I was going to say, I think we need at least three new signings. We've made three in, how how long has the transfer window been open? Since July. So it's not really looking ideal, is it? Because we've not got very long to make those signings and it will end up probably in a similar way to the way it always does, whereby teams work out we need that player and we're desperate for that player. And, oh, look, we end up with a squadron staffy incident where you end up paying at least £20 million more than a player is worth. Um, and I don't think after anyone's seen us for about the first three games of the season, they're going to want to bother joining. Um, I'm, I'm not completely convinced though if you look at it the other way if I was a right back I'd be thinking well that is guaranteed game time as long as I put an average of two decent crosses in the box per game and potentially do a little bit of defending so it can work both ways but I'm not completely confident because I think the people in charge of transfers are slightly incompetent um so not confident is my answer to your question. Yep, sort of gathered that. Dad? Oh, no, I see, you, you think Madeline's more positive than me. I'm, I'm actually with Madeline because I, I sit and I think, I, I can see the problem. You can't get rid of anybody, therefore you can't bring anybody in. And if you, I just can't see how you get rid of Terreira, Bellerin, Willie I am, Kalasinac, um, whoever else we need to get rid of. 
They haven't worked out what they want to do with Ainsley. They haven't worked out, um, you know, what what are you going to do if you can't get rid of some of them? And you know, El Nenny sitting on the bench. Yeah, you you've got a problem. You can't bring anybody in until you get rid of a few. And I just I think my my issue is I can't see getting rid how you're going to get rid of any of them we've probably there was lots of rumors before it all started of we've only got 50 million well we spent that on ben white we also bought two others another which was another 20 something grand we've probably got to try and sell willock's probably got to go to balance those two then you've still got to think about what else you're going to do to get some money in So, you know, you started that answer with you. You say Madeline's more negative than me, and I, uh, more positive than me. I thought you were going to give me a nice piece yeah. of ho- hope there, but no, not um, to be. No. So, all that being said, what we've discussed, what is a sort of positive, realistic expectation for the season? Because obviously, we know we're not going to win the league, but is top four achievable? Is Europa League achievable? Or is it literally seeing if we can get in the flipping conference league? I think you'd be stupid, and this isn't me saying we're defo going to get it, you'd be stupid to say Europa League isn't achievable. Because if, and that's if, we perform at the level we should and can perform at because I think one of our biggest problems last year as well was consistency. If you have a fully firing Aubameyang, no one can tell me that we don't have a chance of getting in Europe, etc. Yes, agreed, it doesn't look like we've got a fully firing Aubameyang, but you'd be stupid to say that it's not an achievable. It's not achievable, and it's not a goal, especially given I think we were fourth after Smith Rowe came into the team last year. I might have that might be slightly out, but yes, I think I don't think top four is achievable because I think Chelsea are too far ahead of us. Liverpool, City, United, but Leicester, we know, are good. We'll have a toilet end of the season. You know, those last 10 games aren't going to go well for Leicester. They're missing their best centre-back all season. Um, West Ham aren't going to be as good as they were. Tottenham, that's as much a mess as we are. So to claim that Europa League isn't possible is just stupid. But that's not me saying it's a given either. That's what we can achieve. Not what we should be aiming for, by the way. I think the aim still has to be Champions League, but you said realistic. So I I would say fifth, sixth is realistically ambitious. I would say if we do better than eighth, I'll be surprised. Yeah, and and we have to agree. We start in the season, parties injured. Gabrielle's injured. 
Uh, who else is injured? It's Party, Gabriel and Ketty are the ones that are injured at the minute. So you're going to play the first three or four games without Party, and then he's going to be struggling for fitness again. Okay. You could only hope Granite Jacker has a season like he played for Switzerland in the Euros. Well, apart from the missing the game because he got booked twice. Well, I think we can write that down as definitely happening at some point. But right, so Dad was gonna has just answered my next question, which was, "Are we confident that we can get in the Europa League?" Madeline, are you confident that we can get in the Europa League? Uh. As we've met Arsenal, confident and Arsenal are two, not two things that go hand in hand. I do think we'll be aided by the fact that those teams around us that we're competing with think all the way down to eighth have got European football this year in terms of eighth from last year. Is it eight or is it seven? Seven. How, who, however many it is, have all got European football. So that's a game less than everyone else. Um, which is ideal because we've probably got the worst squad depth of anyone in the league. Um, am I confident? No. Do I think it's achievable? Yes. Fair enough. So there's a, there's a good start to the season. I was going to say that's a thoroughly positive and we now go into the season looking forward to it and we have high expectations. Yeah. And we will see what happens. But we're starting it off against Brentford on Friday. So if nothing else, it'd be it'd be nice to start with a win and for about twelve glorious hours be top of the Premier League. That's what we'd all like. Mm. And we'll hopefully be well we'll be we will be back next week and I hope Just, we'll be reacting to a nice win and maybe a couple of signings as well. For any of your listeners outside of this media family, stick Ivan Tony in your side because they're bound to get a penalty and he's bound to put it away. Yeah, it's a good shout. I I already have him in my in my team, so that's my fantasy tip, and I'm rubbish at fantasy. Fantasy but... tip is that going to be a new part of the show? I think I think that should <laughs> Which be your opposition of the week. striker should you put in your team? Yes. There you go. I'll, I'll write that down in the notes uh, to have a part of the show. But yeah, that's just about going to do it. And as I say, we'll be back next uh, week to react to our first game of the season. Um, Hopefully we'll have, well, recovered by that point, depending on what the result is. Thank you both for joining me. If nothing else, it's nice to be back. We do enjoy doing the podcast, even if it doesn't seem like we do. So thank you both for joining me. See you later, mate. And yeah, as I say, we'll be back next week. But welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. And we'll be bringing you episodes throughout the season. Thank you for listening to this first one. And we'll be back next week. Goodbye.